Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded. I'm going to keep this intro short as it is yet another month, March's monthly reflection episode. What a doozy. I mean, this was just such a rich and potent conversation. I really feel like these are starting to get much more... I don't really know the word to describe it. I just, I feel like I'm really stepping into myself and these episodes are beginning to be milestones for me to actually compare where I was 15 months ago, two years ago versus where I'm at now. And um, I'm just grateful that we get to share these lessons with all of you. So enjoy the episode, reach out with any questions, thoughts, comments, perspectives. I want to hear from you. And I hope you're all having a beautiful day, week, month, year so far. And I hope you're taking the time to love yourself and love the people in your life with everything you've got. So without further ado, here is the amazing Georgina and myself. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome this week's special episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a beautiful day so far. Hello, my dear friend, Georgina. Welcome back. Thank you for welcoming me back. It's very excited to be here as always. Happy end of March. <laughs> end of March, beginning of a new quarter. It's just past the spring equinox. Just a lot of new life and new um, new perspectives that are being born, I guess, globally, but even personally for myself. I feel like this monthly reflection was so powerful in anchoring so many concepts that I've been revisiting over the last year, really. But I feel like this last month was just bringing in, it's almost like, you know, you have to spend 10,000 hours doing something until it truly actually just sinks in as truth, as knowing, as as personal law, right? Like there's a, there's a certain level of dedication to living something that's required to then embody it fully. And I feel like that's truly actually what this last month was, was crystallizing and clarifying so much, so many things I've been ruminating on, thinking about, um, practicing, and then distilling it back to, okay, this is truth for myself. This is, this is actually the path. And that was um, it's a month of conviction, of sharpening conviction, stepping into the fullness of, of, of my lived experience and, and actually really connecting with my knowing and, and deepening, deepening, deepening 
my sense of self and the trust I have in forces unseen and hell of a month. So much, so much growth, learning, healing, feeling to get to this point, this day, recording this with you. So I'm super stoked to to dive in. You said something that's kind of piqued my interest already. I would, you talked about this conviction and how you know something, how you know it's a truth. So can you talk through how do you know when you know something? What is that experience for you? So to me, there's, there's a lot of different types of information and knowings, right? So we have our, our intellectual knowing, you know, the things that we learn in school, the things that we read in a book, the things that we can see. And then there's like an emotional knowing, if you would, there's like a feeling that you might get. There's like our, our, our feelings in the moment, whether they're triggered by someone else or the feelings that might be showing up. And then Underneath that, there's, I believe, a spiritual knowing. And that spiritual knowing is deep. It's, and it's different from your intellectual knowing and your emotional knowing. It's different from your thoughts and your emotions. There's, it's just a, there's just a depth. It's, it's like a, it's just something that's fully, it's only found in presence. And it's, and it takes time to access. You know, it takes, a level of commitment to feeling actually to feeling through all of the, the emotions that you don't want to feel. It takes a commitment to breathing into everything that's showing up. It's a commitment to witnessing your thoughts instead of getting lost in them. It's a commitment to accessing depth and allowing the dust to settle and being with anything that's present. And that knowing is a, um, God, it's just, it's a fucking knowing. Like I, I, the words are hard to explain because it's just, it feels like truth and it's conviction. It's like you say something to another and it pierces through the veil of separation. It pierces through the veil of illusion. Like it's just truth. And, and I've met a few people in my life that speak with that level of conviction and there, and conviction is different than arrogance, right? There's an arrogance. I know it all. And then there's a lived knowing of this is my truth. This is what I stand for. This is who I am. This is what I'm experiencing. And there's an honoring of all of that that I think is a combination of that, that soul knowing, that spiritual knowing, that, that depth that's so much bigger than anything you can see, taste, even feel in a lot of instances. And, and I think that's, that to me is, is access through going deep into yourself. And that's been my journey the last two years, three years, right? Like really going deep into every aspect of my mind, my body, my heart, to then find my soul, to remember my soul to remember that divinity that sits beneath it all and then to actually trust and listen and honor what that voice is telling me and connecting deeply with the truth of that voice, no matter how scary it might be, right? It's actually not being afraid to feel fear. It's actually not being afraid to feel shame or guilt. It's actually not being afraid to feel anything that's 
because underneath it all is love. And underneath it all is, is this knowing and this truth that everything is going to be okay, <laughs> that I'm put on this planet to experience the perfect amount of stuff that I'm here and I'm going to do exactly what I'm here to do. There's nothing that is out of line. There's just truth in divinity. And that's at least what it feels like for me. So that conviction is like a, it's a trust. It's a trust that if I live deeply with integrity in whatever I know, everything else will figure itself out and acting in that direction. I love that answer. And I'd love to, I'd love for you to explore like what for yourself as you are exp experiencing this path through life, what is the motivation for you to find this place of truth? Why do you find yourself so called to do the work to uncover that depth? Because, uh, man, I just feel like if I had to really think about where the world is today, so much divisiveness, so much anger, so much war, so much us exhausting the planet, so much of us hurting others intentionally or unintentionally, so much of us being hurt by others. Everything comes back down to this conversation around feeling and healing and learning to go deep within ourselves and remember who we are. When we're children on this planet, we are playful, loving, compassionate, laughing, joyful. We learn how to not be all of that. And I think the pathway to back to that state of innocence is through feeling and through allowing ourselves and creating the space for ourselves to the capacity for ourselves to actually feel and heal so that we can hold the space for others. What does that mean to create capacity for yourself to feel? Can you walk us through that experience? For me, the more I create the space for myself to feel anything that I don't want to feel or anything that I do want to feel, the more I can create the space for others to just feel whatever they want to feel. What do you think is the relationship between those two? Well, I, I think it's, you can only see something in others that you see in yourself. So if you're judging someone else, it's because you're judging yourself. So if you allow yourself to feel that shame that you have in your own experience, you can hold empathy for another. You can have compassion and empathy for another. You can love another as they are instead of needing them to change or be different or agree with you. You can honor different, different people from different life paths. You can be a better leader, be a better parent and not pass along all the, the traumas and all of the belief systems and all of the unlived expectations that you had for yourself onto another. You can begin to actually live as that sort of loving ripple that I think the world needs. But that can only be done if you actually hold the space for yourself to have all of those experiences. Like I had so many experiences this month where, you know, there have just been aspects of myself that I've not been wanting to sit with. Parts of my past from my previous relationship or parts of my previous business experiences that I just didn't want to go into. Like I just wanted to walk away from and ignore and and when I created the space for myself to just feel 
all the disappointments that I have about myself of not being enough, of not, of guilt and shame, of like me not really creating the space to forgive myself for me having these unreal expectations. The more I allow myself to feel all of that, the more compassion I can have for others who are also imperfect, who are acting, who are acting out of wounded, a wounded space, right? And, or people who might be going through a difficult time in life. Like even that, like not needing to go out there and fix them. It's actually just loving them, right? And I, and I think that's the thing that's going to heal the world. It's not people needing to feel this need to be useful. It's actually just loving each other as they are and honoring each other for our lived experience and admiring each other for our lived experience and bringing in this like, this deep level of, of reverence for all of humanity, for each other in this lifetime. And I think that can only happen when we learn to feel deeply, when we learn to be with all the aspects of ourselves, when we learn to, because when you go through that, that's where that conviction lies, that knowing, that spiritual knowing that we are all one, we're all connected we all breathe. We all have mothers and fathers. We may not have them present in our lives, right? But we all came from a mother and a father. That is the truth. There's a shared humanity in our lived experience that I think can only be accessed by going inward. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. This is why I'm so passionate about empowering all, everyone listening and inspiring them to go inward and to have the tools and processes and frameworks and, and know how to create the space for themselves. Right. And, and that's why I do this. That's why I do this. This is why I, I dedicate myself to going inward. It's because I know how important it is for everything on this planet. We cannot treat mother earth with love and kindness and respect and reverence unless we treat our own bodies that are made of earth, the flesh, the bones, that it's all flesh, the spirit, which is our fire, the air that we breathe, our bodies are made of oxygen, the water, which is our blood, that our bodies are 70% water. Like we cannot treat mother nature with kindness, love, and reverence unless we treat ourselves and hold the space for all of it to exist. It's all a mirror. Life is not happening for us or to us. It is simply a mirror for us to experience everything. And that's what I'm learning to really, truly actually connect with for myself. Like that is the conviction that I now have because of my lived experience, because of what I am learning to access within myself. And that's why, that's why I'm so passionate about this. This is why I'm dedicating my life to going inward and creating this and living from that space because it's, it's to me the most important work anyone can do, truly. I think it, it's such a powerful thing to remember and, and remind ourselves of that this, sometimes we can feel this disconnection from the planet. But as you say, we are made of the same substance that the planet is. Our bodies, when we leave them, we return back to the earth. We're just borrowing our physical form. And, and by reconnecting with that, with that knowing, it enables us to recultivate this deeper relationship with the planet that we rely on and, and depend on. So that's such a beautiful thing that you brought to the surface here. I'd love to know some more now about the going deep, because I can imagine 
I understand what you're saying about like, let's feed into the emotions, let's feed into the feelings. But can you talk us through what's the difference between, okay, I have to feel this feeling and, oh, it happened ages ago, or, oh, if I go there and wallowing, or it's not, it's not useful doing that now because I've got all these other things to do. Like, what is the practice? How do you cultivate this practice whereby yeah. you allow yourself to go there? Yeah, so it's definitely a practice. I love that you said that because it's not something that you just do once and you're done. Right. It's a ritual. It's a lived experience. This is why I like to call it a lifestyle of awareness. Right. We become aware of things in our lives. And then most people, they become aware of something and then they don't go into it. And mostly because they don't have the tools or the community or accountability structures or resources to teach them how. Right. And so it's not necessarily anybody's fault. I believe that anything that's showing up emotionally is meant to be felt and looked at. And a big part of the journey for me is about asking for, is, is creating relationships in my life, is creating support systems in my life to, to enable myself to, to go deeply into my own emotions, right? So it first starts with, and, and there's a lot of resources, right? So there's a lot of books. The Presence Process is an amazing book that teaches you how to actually sit with those uncomfortable emotions. Because it doesn't matter if it's something that came 10 years ago or if it's something that's showing up today. The fact that it's showing up today is all that matters. The fact that something is showing up today means that your body is begging for something to release. So like your, your body has this amazing ability to showcase things only if and when it's ready to actually experience them. Your body is intelligent. Our mind is the thing that stops us from trusting that wisdom of the body. The body is literally communicating with you, screaming to you in the form of anxiety, in the form of depression, in the form of sadness, in the form of anger. And our responses that we have are all there to be looked at, right? And so... I think a, a consistent practice of sitting with your feelings, the presence process is an amazing book that teaches you how to do that. An amazing process of journaling, which is another tool, right? Like I have a reflection process where every day I journal, you know, what am I feeling? What's coming up? Really actually putting it on paper, having someone else to talk to about what you're feeling and what you're going through and learning how to communicate with others, right? Like, so me with Gina, it's been so big, like, She's somebody that can hold space for me, but I had to actually communicate with her and teach her how to hold space for what I needed, right? But that can only happen when I become intimate with what I need. What do I need? So it's like, it's like, so that's the first step. The first step is being intimate with what do you need to feel safe? What do you need from another to feel comfortable having? So is it, hey, look, I don't really know what the hell is going on with me right now, but I feel like talking about it out loud is going to help me. So can you just hold space and just listen? I might say something that would offend you, but can you not make this about yourself right now and just hold the space for me? You know, I want you to know that I love you and I, but I just need the permission to just be authentic and word vomit everywhere. That's something you can ask for. Right. Like you can go into. So 
I think these are things that it's, you learn yourself. The more you practice a lifestyle of awareness, the more you practice how you are. You know, when you have an emotional experience, it's actually sitting with it, learning to regulate your own nervous system with breathing practices, right? Maybe moving and dancing and shaking out energy. Maybe it's going for a walk in nature. It's having these practices as a part of your lifestyle so that you can learn to be with what is, which is actually the greatest gift you can give yourself and another person that might look messy, but that's why we have tools and practices to learn how to, you know, nonviolent communication is a really powerful book and tool that I use when I'm in like a triggered state. Like when I have to have a hard conversation with another, I always, always, always come from my own hurt. Like this month, I had several triggers, triggering conversations. And for me, it was all about, hey, I I really want to share how I am feeling in this moment. You know, it's not a judgment on you, but what you said actually created this emotion for myself. And I feel very, I don't feel heard. I feel like you don't respect me. I feel like invalidated. I feel like you're you're not really honoring my gifts in this. And this is how I feel. It's not, you did this to me. It's, this is how I feel. And even that is you actually sitting with and honoring how you feel. I can imagine how that really changes the dynamics in the conversation. So what is it about, you know, you explaining how you feel and expressing that rather than making it about the other person? How does that, how is that a healing process? Because that's what it feels like. Well, for me, it's about, you're actually honoring yourself. You are not making yourself right or wrong. You are honoring what is. I have this feeling that I am interpreting as hurt. And you're giving it the space to breathe. Just admitting that to yourself is healing. How many people, I mean, I'm sure people listening, I've certainly done this in my life where I've dismissed my feelings as valid. I've convinced myself that what I'm feeling is not okay. And so then I don't feel it. And then it stores in my body and that shows up as chronic pain. That shows up as weight gain, stress. I mean, you name it, like it just gets stored in the body because I'm not actually allowing it to be expressed as is, right? But there's grieving stages, right? Like anger, grief, denial, confusion. These are all valid emotions. We just don't know how to actually move them through our bodies. Breathing is a very, very, very powerful practice, right? Like, like breath work is really, really, really powerful. I'm not saying breath work the Wim Hof kind, right? Like there's just gentle breathing practices. Just breathe. <sighs> just breathing. I mean, and, and like just learning how to calm yourself. I mean, these are just practices we can actually institute. Sometimes I know that underneath, like I have some anger. Sometimes I might see myself like, you know, ah, screaming. Like I see it, I see it in my mind, but I, it, it's difficult to connect with that feeling. So it's almost like my body knows what it needs, but I can't allow myself to go to that place of anger. So for people that have that experience of intellectually, they know the feeling they need to express, but they actually can't connect with it. What are some ways that you can do that so you can t- tap back into what's really present? So I think there's a lot of tools to help you connect with your body. Like that's actually the the thing, right? Like it's, there's somatic tools. Somatic is the body. So like to me, there's actually brilliant books on this body. The Body Keeps the Score is a great book that teaches you about how a lot of our unexpressed emotions are quote unquote 
trauma or traumatic experiences, like all of that is actually stored in the body. And so if you're having trouble actually getting in your body, understand that it's because your mind is protecting you. Your mind at one point in your life had something experience. It, it went through an experience at a younger age that it felt like was not your mind knew actually that your body didn't have the capacity to process what was happening. So it disconnected, right? And so the practice, and it is a practice, it is not something that happens overnight, is about deepening your connection with your body. And it's not about feeling everything overnight. It's about learning to connect deeper with your heart and your body. And that can happen through breath work, movement practices, like hot yoga. I can tell you, like when I first started getting into healing, hot yoga was like the most therapeutic thing I've ever done in my life. Seriously? I remember going into a hot yoga session and being like, oh my God, I've never felt so in my body. That's how disconnected I was. I used to literally live from the neck up. Yeah, I think it's a common thing. You know, plant medicine was really helpful for me. There's, you know, entheogens like cacao and different things that get you feeling into your heart. You know, I, I think those are all substances, plant substances that we can take to to truly actually connect with our hearts and our bodies deeper. EFT, emotional freedom technique, that's another amazing tool to help you get connected with your feelings and your body. I mean, there's like, it's truly actually like, and, and I don't know what's going to work well for individuals, right? Like, it's just, you have to try things out, but that's the path. It's just getting deeper Allowing yourself to have hard conversations is usually a pathway to feeling as well. Like when you're afraid to have a conversation with somebody, it's actually like, oh, fuck. Like I am really afraid to have this conversation and then you have it and then you have this big release. You know, because you're allowing yourself to be seen and you're allowing yourself to be witnessed. So having hard conversations is actually a really big one. Being witnessed is a big one. You know, so that's where, you know, asking others to hold space for you is is a really powerful tool. Like, I really feel like that's actually a big tool. There's family constellation therapy. There's so many tools out there. But the gentle practice is not being hard on yourself because you can't feel. That's actually antithetical to, because that's actually a form of self-sabotage. That's you not honoring your mind for being the protector that it is. And unless you honor your mind, you know, internal family systems is another amazing tool that I've used in the past to like quiet the mind and honor it for being such a powerful protector and then go deeper into my heart. You know, these are all tools that are available. And if anyone has any questions, you guys can more than happy to reach out to me, send me a DM. I'm more than happy to, you know, give you feedback on tools that I've found on my journey that have been supportive and helpful for just going deeper into my body. But at the core of it, it's it's just allowing ourselves to feel and being aware that you're not, maybe. That's the first step too, is being aware. And does it help to put like labels on the emotions? Does it help to say, oh, this is anger, this is sadness, this is depression? Does, does that piece help or is it just a case of? Yeah, so the first way that I learned how to feel was actually to kind of like sit with my body and I would follow guided meditations and I would have people do body scans right? Like those are all like, like body scans. And then I would find a feeling and then I would try and describe it. Like what's the shape? What's the color? I would like try and go through the mind. That's, that's going through the mind into the feeling, right? Like, so it's like, that was how I learned how to feel actually, like was by going into that. 
and consistently practicing, right? Like I really feel like this is a practice. Like you're you're learning to to express yourself. You're learning to connect with yourself, and and it is. I love that you said it's a practice because it truly is. Like it's it's a practice going inward, and having the right support systems helps, right? So having a coach or a therapist or a community or a guide. You know, I think we all need a little bit of help. I certainly had a lot of help on my journey. And, uh, and, and you know, mentors can come in the form of books, podcasts. You know, there's a lot of different ways to get help. But that was my path. And and, and it's, it's just so amazing now to feel like, yeah, it's just, it's just amazing to feel where I'm at right now, to be honest. Like I'm, I'm more grounded than I think I've ever been. And it's happened in steps. Like every step was like, I can look back now and like, it's like, I can feel now like the simplicity with which I say this stuff, right? It took me over, I mean, hundreds of hours, thousands of hours of me dedicating a practice to just being aware and sitting with what is and asking for support and help and not being afraid of what's going to show up or not being afraid of the consequences that might happen by me honoring myself, right? It's just deeper and deeper levels of love for myself, which then led to me accessing deeper and deeper levels of courage to go inward and do the work. I started having more reference points of the impact that was having on my life, the quality of my relationships that were changing, which then inspired more courage to go inward, to go into deeper parts of myself that I was very afraid to go into, that I could not have gone into on day one. So it's this deepening of trust and that trust and that conviction, right? It's the deepening that, okay, like this is the path. Like no matter what, whatever comes up, this is the path. And the more reference points you create for yourself, because sometimes you do need new reference points. And that's why community is helpful. That's why this podcast is helpful. That's why, you know, other, like you need to know that going inward is not going to kill you. <laughs> The mind needs to know that. It needs to know that if your life changes too much, that you're going to be okay. And that's where the lives of others come into play, right? Like we're all mirrors for each other. We're all examples for each other. And that's why it's important to, you know, really nourish yourself with different perspectives. If you, if you're in, if you're isolated and alone in community right now, or you don't have that, like surround yourself with books and these types of podcasts and conversations and, and really lean into, you know, online social media to find people that you can connect with. You know, that's a big part of at least my journey. I I certainly had to seek out others that were also on the path before I could truly actually embody and live it now. And then now, no matter where I am, I am who I am. It was a journey. But as you've gone through this process and this practice of learning how to feel at deeper levels and in, in more nuanced ways and accessing these emotions and being able to express them safely. Have you noticed like your experience of life? How does your experience of life change? Like how does that extra depth show up? What does that feel like? What does it look like? Just so much love. You know, I, I've been open about this on the podcast, but the last few months I've had some really big breakthroughs just, you know, with my relationship with, almost everyone in my life, my dad, Gina, like just so many breakthroughs that have allowed me to access even more love with them, not get triggered, you know, like, and the amount of connection is just 
profound. Like I, I just feel so grateful instead of angry. I feel like just so trusting. And, and I think this has been a lot of my own relationship with actually death. If I had to be really be honest, like this has been something I've been really going deeper into the last several years, actually. It's just, you know, I think, um, being afraid of feeling is being afraid of life. And if you're afraid of life, that means you're terrified to die. Like that's at the core of it. Like you're avoiding doing all these things because you're going to feel a feeling. And you think going safe through life, not feeling, just being even keeled is going to one day stop you from going to the other side. And that's just not true. And I think really connecting with that for myself has given me so much courage to just forgive, to love, to accept others as they are. Like I actually, you know, one of the biggest things for this, I remember this month I was in a car coming back from like my parents had just met Gina's parents and, and I was in the car and I was just listening to my mom, talk to my dad, talk to Gina. And we were just like driving and I wasn't saying a word. Because all I could look at, I don't know why in that moment, I was just looking at each of them and I realized that one day I'm going to lose all of them. And it just brought me into my heart and it, it just brought me so much like sadness. Like even like just, you know, just it, I was just feeling, feeling that sadness of like one day, yeah, I am going to lose them. And what does that do for me? It helps me love, helps me love them big, really fucking big. And that's what matters. That's actually what matters the most. It's not, it's that love and that connection to that, that truth. And that's what's underneath like the sad sadness is not bad. Anger is not bad. They're all just expressions of, of, of love, misguided love, sometimes wounded love. They're, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know. It's just that depth is something that just gives me so much. Uh, now I can't go back. I can't go back to not loving in that way. I can't. I, I refuse to cheat myself of that gift to love. And I think that's, again, one of the things that just continues inspiring me. Like, I don't want to, I want to work through my triggers. I want to work through the things that are the unmet expectations the unmet needs of myself that I project onto other people or like, I, I want to heal and I want to resolve all of that so that I can just love fully, unconditionally, unabashedly, relentlessly and go all in because that's the, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if there's anything more important and you don't have to have a shitload of money to do that. It's, this is the divine right that we all have to just love people fully as they are without holding back. And we just don't know that we can get there. We don't realize that most people think that, you know, all of our mental health symptoms are, are symptoms, but they're all actually messages to us, like to just feel more and, and to create the safety for us to feel and heal right? Like that's a big thing I believe in. Like, yes, there's, I mean, mental health is a, is a serious issue and we all need help. 
And um, I think this is one way to allow more of that healing to happen, which is going deep into our hearts and, and loving each other and learning to love ourselves and learning to forgive and be in that space of gratitude and honor all of our feelings, honor our past, not look at our, our life as a series of traumatic events, but as a saga, as events that shaped us into who we are today. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just where I'm at right now. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked that question. That was, that was such a big answer. Like, thanks for being so, so open and so vulnerable with how you feel. And yeah, I just got this real sense that this work changes the context through which you experience life and how it's a different level of emotional experience, a different level of depth, a different level of connection. And I guess that's one of the challenges. It's hard to articulate it because it's more of an experience than a words. But um, I got a I got a bit of a taste, especially seeing how emotional you became thinking about your your family. And it's so beautiful. You're amazing. It's like, you know, the mind is just so afraid of feeling. We're just so afraid. As a culture, we are so afraid. We are just so afraid. And it is scary. I'm terrified of feeling certain things. I'm terrified of feeling the eventual loss of a loved one. I'm terrified of feeling the shame and the disappointment that my actions might have on another. I don't like feeling that stuff. And underneath all of that is the pathway to just freedom. Freedom, true freedom from our minds. You know, I, I think for me that the journey has just been showing my mind that it's safe to feel and safe to be exactly as I am. I don't have to be anything other than who I am today. And that is more than enough. Has there, for you, has there been a correlation between the depth of feeling that you're able to experience and then the external experience of life and the sense of the things that happen for you, the, the opportunities that show up? the moments you have is there a is there a connection between the feeling and the I mean the more I allow myself to like I really got this from existential kink actually the book I, it was one of the most powerful books I read this year and it was about going into the shadow and really allowing yourself to feel all of it because I think we have this resistance to feeling the negative feelings because we think we're going to manifest more of that or something like that but what you're actually doing is you're opening up your capacity to experience more of life. So to me, what has happened is my life has, has gotten more connected. I feel more in alignment with the way the universe instead of, and, and this is how I, I really feel like I'm, I'm stepping into co-creating with the universe instead of, you know, trying to hustle my way and force my way to success. It's like, no, like, I'm learning to listen to the whispers and honor that sort of slower feminine flow of like, okay, like these opportunities are showing up, these people are arriving. And because I'm clearing out my nervous system, I'm not operating from fear. I'm more like dancing in directions that are opening up doors or opportunities. And so I, I do feel like the more connected we get with that spiritual knowing, which is underneath the emotions and the thoughts right? Like the intellectual knowing and the emotional knowing, like when we can get into the spiritual knowing, I think there's this 
ability to actually create or co-create with life, which increases your chances of getting the things that you want. Like you're, you're turning yourself into someone that has more of an ability to be a manifester, be a create. I actually really don't like the word manifest. I actually like the word creator because that's what we are. We are all creators, whether we are unconsciously or consciously creating our life. What we see in front of us is a byproduct of us. We are the common denominator in our life. Yes, crappy things can happen to us and unconsciously we can keep ourselves stuck. But the way we work ourselves out of that stuff is through us, like we create, right? And so I think to me, going deeper into myself has allowed me to be a more authentic creator, to create a path that is more unique to me, to trust in forces unseen, which allows me to navigate a lot of the noise in the world with more grace. I'm less, um, I just, I just feel much more like, I, and that's the feeling, right? I feel, this is the thing. It's not like I just feel more confident, more trusting, more connected, more practiced, more prepared, more, more conviction. Like I just, I have more conviction in myself and what I know and who I am, which allows me to approach life with more, not, well, certainty is one word I can use, right? The feeling that no matter what happens, I am enough and that I'm, and I, and I, I'm here to honor whatever is like, that's, that's just the path. Like I'm choosing that and I'm choosing it. It's a choice. We can all choose it. It's just takes, it takes time to get there. It takes a dedication. It's been years of going inward for me and doing some really hard shit and failing and asking for help and looking like a jackass and being okay, actually feeling the feelings that come with me looking like a jackass, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's a big part of it. It's not having any feeling to fear has, I think, I think that's the, that's the end goal. If I had to have a goal, the goal is to not have anything in yourself that you are afraid of looking at and being with and honoring. That's the path. That's like, if I had to think of the North star, like, cause if, and I don't know if I'll ever get there in this lifetime, I have fears that show up all the time. Old fears that I thought I worked through show up. Don't know if I'll ever get over the fear of feeling the loss of a loved one. I don't know. And I don't know if I want to. I don't know if the goal is to be feeling less. It's to be okay with feeling it all. And to be okay with it is to not run from life because life will inevitably give us experiences to feel. It will. We're all going to experience the death of the loved one. We're all going to experience some type of a disappointment. It's just the way life is. And so instead of running from that truth, I encourage anyone listening to really just lean in. And that's to me the, I mean, even Janique, uh, you know, Roni, she was on my podcast a few, I think weeks ago, maybe a month and a half, two months ago. You know, she grieved the loss of her loved one, her husband before he passed. Not because she knew he was going to pass in six months, but because she knew he was going to pass eventually. And it was holding her back from loving him the way that he deserved to be loved. And uh, 
that's a hard thing to teach someone to do. And I'm not saying that has to be your path. I'm not saying it's my path. I'm just encouraging the courage to do the work. <laughs> it just feels so powerful that the art of feeling becomes this catalyst for really the things that we all desire. That ability to create the life we desire, create the life we want. So beautiful. And if you had to sum up this month, if you had to find a theme that flowed through all of it, what would that theme be? Conviction in what I know to be true and trust and forces unseen. Trusting that if I do what I feel is right in my heart, everything will work itself out. Even if it's scary as hell. I mean, it's a huge lesson, right? <laughs> Even if it's scary as hell, I have no idea what's going to unfold. And it is the like, following and trusting your heart is the right thing to do. And I'm saying that to myself and anyone else who needs to hear it. But really, that to me has been the biggest lesson. It's trust your heart. Before you, like one of the big things I realized, you know, just even in dating and, you know, all the things like I had my heart broken when I was a kid. Girls that were mean and not nice. I chose in those moments to close my heart and then to go and be an asshole to get the girls or to, to not be fully in integrity. And at the core of it, I have a good heart. And that's what I keep coming back to. It's like when we were children, we had pure hearts. We just learned not to be in our hearts because we were afraid of getting our hearts broken and hurt. And so then we started being in our minds and playing logic and doing the right things and trying to make sense and fit in. And But our hearts are pure. Our hearts are pure. And I really feel like when you connect deeply with your heart, like you're... And you trust that, like, there's just always a beautiful experience on the other side of that. And beautiful is different than pleasant or unpleasant, right? Beautiful is, is just trusting that everything is okay. But your heart knows, your heart has always known. We just have a lot of mental knowing and or mental thoughts and, and emotions that sit underneath that wisdom of the of the soul that is found deeply in our in our in our bodies. When I say the heart, I'm not just saying like the heart, like the like the organ. I'm I'm actually referring to the the depth soul. Like I I I am speaking to the soul, not the heart. Like the organ of a heart. I just like using the heart because I just feel like it's I don't know. It just feels like the soul has this deeper uh it's a different expression of love. Soul love is like this depth of love that is not romantic. It's not platonic. Those are all expressions of love, not passionate love, sexual love. Like those are all expressions, but the soul love is like this deep, unwavering faith and trust that's just like allowing of all to exist. So that's that's what I mean. Like when we connect with that and we truly have conviction with that aspect of ourselves and we do the work to get there, there's just uh, there's just a lot of beauty that can be experienced on the other side. That was such a beautiful answer. And last question, I bet you can't get a guess what this one is. How did you stay grounded in March? 
I just, I really actually feel like connecting with that remembrance that I will lose my loved ones one day. It really brings me back to my body, my heart, brings clarity and focus to what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. It asks me, you know, I, when I remember that, I just come back to like, you know, like I, I have a, a mentor, Stuart, actually, he was on the podcast and he was teaching at one point and he was, he shared this perspective that that was really powerful. It's like, you know, if you lose your loved one, the things that annoyed you about them are going to be the things that you miss. So what's stopping you from just loving them and loving all those parts when they're here? And when he said that, it just brings me back to what I, you know, how I have been learning to just really stay grounded and connected with truth, which is that, it's that, you know, I don't know how much longer I have, all I have on this planet. I just know that I'm going to love the fuck out of every single person that I choose to love. And that love keeps me grounded. That knowing keeps me grounded. That privilege keeps me grounded. The privilege I have to love and be loved and to experience all of it is something that I, I am deeply, deeply, deeply grateful for and and something that I remind myself often um, whenever I feel scattered or out of whack or not deeply uh, or not not in that space of truth. I think that's how I, I stayed grounded this last month and will likely continue staying grounded with as I evolve and grow and shift into all the different forms of Raj. Thank you for sharing that. It's another beautiful conversation. Taking away so many things today. Oh, man, I uh, thank you, Georgina, for holding the space and for allowing, for being a muse. This is what you are. You are a powerful muse that allows your curiosity to guide all the right questions in all the right order. And grateful that we get to be on the spaceship together. <laughs> but everybody, if this uh, episode was helpful, resonates. Tag us on social, reach out to us, leave a review. Let me know just how you're doing. And um, thank you for listening. And that's a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your old friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.